0: Charlie Morton with another dominant outing as the Braves finish off a dominant record against the New York Mets this season. Also, our Through the the League Thursday segment, we'll talk about Otani's injury, what that means for his free agency this offseason. All that on today's episode of Locked on Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day we we'll Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockedon underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. We'll have our mailbag episode on Friday, so look out for my tweet sometime Thursday. I'll try to get it out a little bit earlier this week, we'll be thinking about the questions for that podcast. Make sure if you're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Up over 6,700 subscribers. Can we get to 7,000 by the postseason? That's our newest goal there. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, you're watching this video, hit the thumbs up button to help spread the love and support the show. Thank you so much for your support of Lockdown Braids. we got a lot of people. On the last podcast, who let me know they're everydayers? We got Jay Sather, KDSGH99, who listens daily on her runs uh, via Spotify. Great way to listen to the podcast. braze 1303 Magenta Rainbow, Ryan, Bobby, uh, Bob, Bobbyan, uh, Darkez Harrison, Whitdog, CG Fishing, Juan Bravo, and Ramasara. Something from New York. Apologize usernames on YouTube. Aren't always easy to read, but thank you so much for letting me know that you are an everydayer of Locked On Braves. Before we get into today's episodes, I want to let you know this one's brought to you by Bunches. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description show notes below to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community Today, so a lot of fun there. If you want to join the bunches community there for Locked On MLB on today's podcast, we'll recap Wednesday's win over the Mets, a seven nothing beatdown of the New York Mets. Another series win. Charlie Morton's great outing. He continues his scoreless streak. Offense gets going a little bit. They finish the home stand in a very fine fashion as they get ready for this West Coast trip. And then we'll do our Through the League Thursday segment like we typically do, go through the standings. This week we'll look at the StatCast leaders, and then got a lot of news around the league to talk about this week, including Otani and his big injury news, what that means for his free agency this offseason. So we'll get into all that on today's episode. But let's start, as we typically do, with the game recap. Mention mentioned a 7 nothing win over the New York Mets, another series win for the Atlanta Braves who had a very good homestand seven and two on this homestand, which is great. Get some good vibes going before this really tough and long West coast trip that the Braves are going to have. Not only is it just anytime you're going out West, it's usually pretty rough, but we're in the dog days of summer here. Their play has been kind of up and down since the all-star break is again, you're in those dog days of summer. You got a big lead. You kind of have seen them maybe slip a little bit here. After the All Star break, but you look at the record now: twenty two and fifteen post All Star break. they were seven and eight in July, really scuffled right out of the break. But fifteen and seven in August. So Braves have started to turn things around. We talked about it while they're going through that stretch. Better to get it out of their system then and then get get to playing, better better baseball going into September. And it looks like the Braves are going to do that. But we'll see how that goes on this West Coast trip. On Wednesday night, it was Charlie Morton, you know, other than the, the four-man booth in the Hall of Famers, plus Jeff, Jeff Rancor in the booth, which is a lot of fun. The couple of times they've done it, I've enjoyed it. I know a lot of you don't like John Smoltz as a national broadcaster, but I've loved it when he's called Braves games this year. I think he's very intelligent, especially when he talks about the pitching side of things. So I know he didn't really get to display that in this particular game, but just wanted to mention that because John Smoltz is a lot of hate From Braves fans on Twitter, but I actually like him in the booth and enjoy listening to him talk about pitching. But that was, you know, a fun, another fun game there in the booth with those four guys. But on the field, it was all Charlie Morton in this one seven innings, two hits, one walk, did hit a batter. That's going to happen. He's almost top 10 all time and hit batters. No earned runs, though. 11 strikeouts and 109 pitches on a very hot night. 39 year older, able to go out 109. Pitches, So a very good work from him. Only four hard hit balls allowed in this game by Charlie Morton. 19 whiffs on 44 swings. That's a 43% whiff percentage against a Mets team that doesn't typically swing and miss a lot. And then you combine that with 23 called strikes. So a lot of times you'll hear me reference this number after a start. And typically I'm looking for something around 30. Uh, Anytime a starting pitcher throws 100 pitches and they get 30 whiffs-plus called strikes, that's a really good game and a really good performance. Charlie Morton got 42 called strikes and whiffs on Wednesday night, just showing you how dominant of a performance it was. We talked about this on the postcast, and really we talked about it last time Charlie Morton started. You're seeing him incorporate the cutter a little bit more, and he's getting better Results with that seven whiffs on the curveball, six on the four seam, but three on the cutter and three on the changeup as well. So you're seeing him start to go to some of those other pitches a little bit more, and I think that's helping him be a little bit more effective. Now, the fastball command was much better on this night, and when that happens, you're going to get better results on that curveball. You know, obviously, on those other pitches, everything kind of plays off of that, but to be able to go to the cutter. In that changeup, but specifically for me, that cutter, to be able to go to that a little bit more when you need to, or maybe you don't have the grip on the curveball, I think that's been really huge for Morton in these last couple of starts. 18 straight scoreless innings now over his last three starts for Charlie Morton. Last two outings, 21 strikeouts in just two walks. So, again, this is what Charlie Morton is capable of. It's why, you know, even we've had the inconsistencies with him really the last two years. This is why I maintain he's still my number three starter in a postseason because he is still capable of this type of dominance when he is on his game like he has been here lately. And now you look at his season ERA, it's 3.37. Uh, I mean, you'll certainly take that from your 39-year-old number three starter. So, again, there have been the inconsistencies with Charlie Morton. And I'm not ready to sit here and say that he's passed all of that, but certainly – The stretch that he's on right now, it reminds you just how good he can be when he is on and he has his pitches working. So hopefully that continues. Hopefully he's figured something out there, and he is going to get on a roll here and be more consistent down the stretch as we close out the season and into the postseason. Somebody who's also really hot right now, Marcelo Zuna, three for four on Wednesday night, another home run, a double Two home runs, four RBIs. That triple's tough to get. It's really held him back from getting a couple of cycles here in the last week or so. But another huge game from the Big Bear. A big two-out RBI in the first inning. That was really what I loved. You know, it kind of set the table. You had a couple of hits there by Riley and Olsen in that first inning. But you really just needed one more to get a run in and make it all worth it. And he's able to get it done there in that first inning. I thought that was huge. He had three out. RBI on the night. So anytime you get those two on RBIs, it's always huge for your team. And it really hurts the opposing pitcher. In the month of August now, just update these stats. I know I just talked about them really the last two episodes. I think I've mentioned them, but in August now, he's slashing 360 363, 433, 688 with six home runs, eight doubles, 29 hits. He had 18 hits in all of July. He has 29 hits already in the month of August. So he is certainly on a heater right now. Seems like he's hitting everything. Um, so it's just an incredible zone that Marcelo Zuna is in right now. And the rest of the offense broke out a little bit in this one as well. You had seven runs on 12 hits and three walks, 12 hard hit balls in this game by the Braves. You know, that's probably about on average for them. The Mets only had six hard hit balls altogether in this game. I mentioned just four off Morton and seven innings. He had two hard-hit balls each from Pilar, Ozuna, Michael Harris, Arcia, and Grissom, which is a little interesting um, because Acuna, Riley, and Olsen all had two hits and neither of them had two hard-hit balls in this game, but this is the way baseball goes sometimes. Good to see Sean Murphy, 111.5-mile-per-hour single. Good to see him square one up. I mentioned Acuna had two hits in this game, but surprisingly didn't have a hard-hit ball. You're not going to find... Too many games where Acuna puts the ball in play that many times and doesn't have a hard-hit ball, but did still pick up two hits on the night. Mentioned Riley and Olsen. Didn't exactly sting the ball, but good to see them get a couple of hits in the hit call, and hopefully that'll get them going. Riley also reached on a walk, so hopefully you're seeing him and his plate discipline and his eye get a little bit better here as he's gone through this cold cold, cold spell over the last week or so. And then RC and Pilar only ones without hits, but I mentioned – Both of them had a couple of hard hit balls. Arcea did have a walk. Each of them had a ball put in play that had an expected batting average over 500. So a little bit of tough luck for those two as they were the only two not to get a hit. But you look at Pilar now. He got two starts in this series against lefties, and he was over eight with four strikeouts. I mentioned before with Pilar, it's mainly about the defense, but not when you're starting him against lefties. When he's going against lefties, you're really expecting him to, to produce at the plate, and he has not. Here, really, as of late. So we'll see if that changes. I mean, with the way Rosario's swinging right now, uh, kind of hard to take him out of the lineup. And, and you might as well just let him play against those lefties and see if he can keep it going. But Either way, the offense, again, somewhat of a breakout, hopefully getting back to their level of standards as they get ready for this West Coast trip. Next, we'll do our Through the League Thursday segment here. We'll go through the division standings, StatCast League leaders, and we'll go through our news. Again, we'll talk about Juan Franco, Shohei Otani, a lot of news in Major League Baseball this week. We'll discuss all that next. All right, Lockdown Braves fans, I have to tell you about a new app called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes below to join the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches right now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other Lockdown sports fans. You love the conversations going on in the YouTube comments here. On this show, you're going to love Bunches, where you can continue those conversations. The Locked On MLB group chat is on Bunches. Go there now and connect with other baseball fans. Chat about your favorite team and keep up with the latest MLB news. Have any questions or comments about today's episode, chat about it in the Locked On MLB Bunch on Bunches. Chat about your team every day. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description show notes below to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. Braves will be back in action on Friday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a late one as they start a series against the Giants this weekend. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. All right, it's our Through the League Thursday segment. Had at least one person tell me that they didn't enjoy this segment. If you agree with that or you want to see me change something up here, let me know. I've had others say that they really do enjoy this segment, but the show's all about you and your enjoyment and what you get out of it. I enjoy going through the league because I really only get to focus on the Braves so much these days. But if there's something different you want to see me do here, please let me know. I'm always looking for feedback from listeners, but we'll keep it. The way it is for now. And we'll start by going through the standings. The Braves eighty-two and forty-four, seven and three in their last ten games. And we're talking about magic numbers now. The Braves magic number for the division is twenty-two and nineteen for the playoffs. So Braves are Really knocking some numbers off here, getting that number down for them clinching a postseason spot. Phillies are 69 and 58. They are 13 and a half games back. They're four and six. We talked about how good the Phillies have been playing lately, but they're four and six in their last 10. Same for the Marlins. They're four and six in their last 10. They're 65 and 63 on the season, 18 games back of the Braves. Mets are 59 and 69, 24 games back, even though they, they are six and four in their last 10. And then the Nationals, 58-69, 58 and 69, 24 and a half games back. They're seven and three in their last ten games. And one of the news items from the past week: Manager Davey Martinez got a contract extension. I'll be honest; I've never really cared for Davey Martinez as a manager, but the way he has this Nats team playing, I really like the moves they made last offseason to kind of start this rebuild. They got some really great prospects in their system right now, particularly in the outfield. So. I think the Nats are a team to watch in the next two to three years, and apparently Davey Martinez is the guy they want to see get them through that rebuild as he got a contract extension there. Going through the rest of the standings in the AL East, the Orioles are 78-48. and That's a four-game lead right now for the Braves over the Orioles for the best record in Major League Baseball. Orioles maintain a two-game lead over the Rays in that division. In the AL Centrals, the Twins up 4.5 on the Guardians. I think that's a done deal at this point, but we'll see if the Guardians have a run in them. In the AL West, suddenly, things are very interesting in the AL West. you got the Rangers, Astros, and Mariners all within two games of each other. So that is suddenly looking like the best race to watch in baseball right now, division race anyway. The Mariners have had two Eight game winning streaks already in the month of August. The Rangers have lost six in a row. So that AL West race here down the stretch is going to be a really fun one to watch. And the AL wild card, the the Rays hold a commanding lead on the top spot. And then it's the Astros and the Rangers, essentially, along with the Mariners and Blue Jays that are fighting for those other spots. The Red Sox hope it's slipping away, although they got a big win over the Astros and extra innings on Wednesday night. And then going back over to the National League in the Central, the Brewers have a three and a half game lead over the Cubs and the Reds as they are seven and three in their last 10 games are the Brewers. And the NOS, the Dodgers up 11 and a half games on the Diamondbacks and Giants. They are 76 and 48. So the Braves have six games on them in the win column and four fewer losses there as you look for that home field advantage in the playoffs. And the NL wild card, the Phillies are up three games on the top spot, despite going four and six in their last 10, as I mentioned. And then it's essentially the Cubs, Diamondbacks, Reds, and Giants all tied right now fighting for those last two spots. The Diamondbacks are 8-2 and two in their last 10. After they scuffled a little bit, they're kind of back on track, and the Marlins aren't out of it either. They're just a game and a half out behind all those teams. So going to be a fun race in the AOS it looks like right now, and also that NL wild card, those last two spots, going to be a lot of fun to watch. There's terms and series to watch, especially if you can't stay up for these late West Coast games the Braves are about to play. You're looking for some games in that 7 o'clock hour this coming up week. Um, You know, you got some other series you can watch. Maybe this one's going to be a West Coast one as well. But Reds and Diamondbacks start a four-game series on Thursday. That's going to be a lot of fun one to watch in that wild card race. You got the Dodgers and Red Sox this weekend as well, the Rangers and Twins with postseason implications. And then starting next week, you got the Reds. Facing the Giants, another big wild card matchup, and then the Brewers and Cubs in that NL Central race. So I know for me down the stretch, if you're a baseball fan like I am, hopefully you got multiple TVs. I love watching some of these races, postseason races down the stretch. So those are some of the ones to keep your eye on. Going into our stat leaders this week, I'm gonna do some advanced stats. We'll start with OPS, where Oh, look, Otani's going to be all over these stats, and it just breaks my heart for the news that we're going to talk about here in a second. But Otani leads all of baseball with a 10.65 OPS. And then it's Betts at 9.95, Acuna at 9.88, Freeman at 9.82, and Olson at 9.71. What's crazy here? You got those top five that everybody's you know talking about in the MVP discussion, and the sixth best OPS is Cody Bellinger at 9.24. So you go from Olson at 9.71. To Bellinger at 924, just telling you how incredible of seasons those five guys are having. Now you're looking at expected batting average, which, you know, goes with, you know, the contact type of contact being made. It tells that, you know, puts all that together and, uh, you know, puts out the expected batting average of how many times these batted ball events usually get hits. Acuna leads by a large. Margin. He has a 349 expected batting average. And then it's Freeman and Machete at 319. Luisa Rise at 318. You know, a bit of a slap hitter. That's where he gets his hit. So that's why his expected batting average is down a little bit. But Acuna leads by a wide, wide margin in that category. Expected slug, Otani's at the top at 643. Then Acuna 631. Betts, Freeman, and Olsen. Again, those five at the top of. Pretty much all these lists. Same with expected, uh, weighted on base average as well. Acuna leads with 453, then Otani at 430, then Betts 415, Freeman and Juan Soto in there. On the pitching side of things, looking at strikeout percentage, Spencer Strider's at the top at 38.2 percent. 38.2 percent of the time, Spencer Strider is recording a strikeout. Kevin Gosman is closest to him at 31.7. So a pretty big gap there between first and second. And there's Otani now on the pitching side of things at 31.4, Blake Snell at 31%, and Nick Pavetta at 30.3%. And then walk percentage George Kirby leads all qualified uh, pitchers at 2.4%. Grinky, Zach Grinky there at 3.2%, Zach Eflin 3.5, Logan Webb 3.9, and Braxton Garrett at 4. This is where the Braves pitchers have struggled. Strider leads qualified, all Braves qualified. Starters. He ranks 60th at 7.7 walk uh, rate. Elder 66th at 8.1, and Morton is 96th out of 122 qualified starters at an 11.2% walk rate. So certainly something the Braves have struggled with this year is the walks. Expected batting average. Strider leads all of baseball in this as well, 198. And then at Scherzer at 206. Otani, 207. Freddy Peralta, 210. Blake Snell, 216. Average exit velocity. I love this stat. You know, who's getting the most weak contact? Kyle Hendricks leads all of baseball at 85.2%. Freed, if he qualified, will be second at 85.5%. You know how much weak contact he gets. And then it's Corbin Burns, Shohei Otani, Zach Wheeler, Tyler Anderson. Strider's 28th at 88.3%. And then yesterday we talked about barrels and how many barrels the Braves get. Today, I want to look at barrel percentage for pitchers and who gets gives up the least amount of barrels. Uh, Marcus Stroman leads all of baseball with 4.3% barrel rate. Max Freed, again, if he qualified, would be exactly tied with Marcus Stroman at 4.3. Then you got Steven Matz at 4.7, Musgrove at 5.1, Wheeler at 5.2, and John Gray at 5.3. Elder is 11th at 6.3, and Strider ranks 72nd at 9.2 percent again that's out of 102 pitchers and that kind of tells you we talked about it yesterday barrel rate that means you're usually getting home runs or on the pitcher side of things giving up home runs so when you're looking at this from the pitcher standpoint these are guys that typically don't give up a lot of home runs and you look at Spencer Strider with a 9.2 percent barrel rate that's where we've seen him get barreled up a good bit this year and give up some home runs all right, now moving to the news portion of our Through the League Thursday segment here, and this is where we got a lot of big news to talk about, honestly. Biggest news coming late on Wednesday night, Shohei Otani with a torn UCL. This is just devastating. Devastating news for the sport of baseball. Right now, it's you know he's not going to pitch the rest of the year. I assume that means he's going to hit. There's going to be a lot more coming out from this. Look like, like In my mind, the Angels are out of it. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't exactly know what all needs to happen here. He's already had one, Tommy John. So I I don't know what the best path is for Shohei Otani, but if he needs surgery, I feel like he should probably go ahead and have it. It's going to obviously ruin his entire next year, and he's going into free agency. What does this do for his free agency? Does he just strictly become a hitter? Uh, You know, you've seen Bryce Harper just pretty much be a DH and kind of go through this the last year and a half now. Does Otani do that? And if so, what does his contract look like? Does he take a a shorter deal now as he recovers and tries to figure out what he wants to do here? I mean, this has a lot of implications on the sport, on Otani and his contract and what that looks like. But, uh, you know, I I don't want to lose sight of the fact that this is just devastating for fans. Getting to watch Otani, see what he does on a daily basis, both at the plate and on the mound, to see this happen to him, it's really just heartbreaking. I just went through all those stats, both hitting and pitching, and you're seeing him in the top five, and a lot of those stats on both sides. I mean, this is something we've never seen before, and now I don't know if he's going to get to do it anymore because of this. So uh, it's really just devastating. You know, I hate that for him. Again, just hoping for the best that that he's able to get through this and we see that version of Otani again, but I, I honestly don't know if we will. Again, there's still a lot to, to come out. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll we'll get better understanding of it in the next couple of days and weeks and into the off season. but uh, just again, unfortunate is is the only word that I can think of to to best describe it right now. Unfortunate for Wander Franco, too, in the situation, at least, in what situation he put himself in. But Wander Fran- Franco right now on administrative leave as they investigate that situation. Again, because of the the nature of it and what it is, I don't really want it to discuss it much here, but you can go out. Jeff Passan has an article on ESPN that I think is free to read uh, if you want to go give that a read to catch up on what all is going on there. But right now he is on administrative leave. Leave and I mentioned Davey Martinez, the contract extension with the Nats. Also, the White Sox fired President Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. That White Sox situation over there is a mess. Whatever is going on over there, you know, they needed a clean house, thought getting rid of Tony the Russo would help, but apparently not. There are just uh, the, the issues over there run pretty deep. It's been a badly run organization with the talent they've had coming up in that system right now for them to not be contenders it's really just sad you know the Birmingham Barons are here in Birmingham so I like watching that some of those White Sox players come through and I cheer for them as they get up to the White Sox and it's really just been a sad situation to see how all this talent they've had and they've really just thrown it away so they're doing somewhat of a reset over there trying to figure things out so that's our Through the League Thursday segment. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you don't or if you have some other suggestions on ways to kind of spice it up, let me know in the comments section below. But next, uh, we'll get you some news, some updates on Ozzie and Kyle Wright and what's ahead in the week to come. We'll discuss all of that next. Want a chance to win 100 times your money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. You think Matt Olson's going to hit a home run this weekend? He's certainly due to you can pick that as well as some others along uh, with that. You know, Hits, more, you can pick more or less on all of those favorite stats that you like. And if you do and you get your picks right, you can win big, again, up to 100 times payout over there on sleeper sleepers, a season long fantasy league. Uh, they have those as well. Like the one I started here, a locked on Braves podcast, fantasy football league that I'm really excited about. been using the sleeper app a lot to prepare for that. And it's a lot of fun, very easy to use. So make sure that you check that out. And when you do use the promo code, a locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions do apply. See sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Alright, the Braves will be back in action Friday night, 10-15 p.m. Eastern against the San Francisco Giants. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. Now, just a little bit of news. Ozzy, he's pretty much been ramped back up to full speed. He could be back on Friday. We'll see what happens and. What the move is, I'd imagine Von Grissom's is going to be sent back down. So glad he got a start on uh, on Wednesday. Got a big two RBI triple in that and a play that DJ Stewart's going to want to quickly erase from his memory. So good to see Von Grissom get a couple of starts here this past series, get some hits. Uh, good for him, but he'll probably be going back down here pretty soon with Ozzy ready to return. And Kyle Wright has a rehab start on Thursday. So uh, off day for the Braves. So if you can see if you can watch that start with Rome can't imagine he's going to throw more than 30 35 pitches so probably won't be a very long one but be good to see Kyle Wright back on the mound now the Braves as I mentioned have the off day on Thursday and then a wicked 10 game road trip starts in San Francisco goes to Colorado and then four against the Dodgers so gonna be a tough road trip here but then once this over once this road trip's over you know all kind of I don't want to say downhill from there, but then you're kind of getting into September or you are into September. You got a little bit easier schedule and everything's back on the West or on the East coast and central time zone. So get through this and then it's kind of kind of smooth sailing the rest of the way as you just kind of get geared up for the postseason. It's a great spot that the Braves are in right now, but certainly this road trip going to be a tough one, but hopefully some cooler weather. It has been extremely hot here in the deep South. So, Hopefully they'll get some better weather out there. Again, it'll be the Braves and the Giants starting a three-game series in San Francisco on Friday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern. Spencer Strider will be on the mound for the Braves. Not sure who's going to be on the mound for the Giants just yet as the Giants are trying to secure one of those wild-card spots. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of the Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Also make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time.